0: Hey, listeners, welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast, episode number 437. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Allison Charles, and she is the creator of the Animal Power deck, as well as the book. And I was so excited to have her on here because she's sharing her personal story, actually a number of personal stories that really help if you are somebody who has, you know, followed your Spirit guided path. And maybe there are some questions of do I create a plan B? What do I do now? In this episode, Allison takes us through. I had her pull a card from her deck and give us a message, which was amazing at the beginning. She shares her personal story of what it went, what she went through to eventually reach her own spiritual awakening, where her clear audience opened up and her life path starts to become crystal clear and following through that really open up what is her next step as well as realizing that it's not as easy as ABC. There are sometimes there are bumps in the path or sometimes there are surprises. And so in this episode, you're gonna be pleasantly surprised to hear really just some beautiful practices as well woven in as far as working with ancestors, opening up to connecting with plants, and even of course, animals. So I hope you really dive in, enjoy this week's episode. And as you're listening, you can take a screenshot of this episode Share it over on your Instagram stories or your post and tag me and Alison Charles in that story or post. As always, your reviews are just the best. They mean the world to me. And of course, if you enjoy this week's episode, I would love to for you to head over to your favorite listening platform, leave us a five-star review and let people know how wonderful this episode was or this podcast was and how much it means to you because really I'm here to share my voice and my work, my light far and wide. And one of the best ways that I can do that is when other people know of this podcast and some of the work that we do here. So thank you so much for being here every week and let's get into this week's episode with Allison. You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. I'm an entrepreneur and highly sought after energy healer with over two decades in practice. I'm a mixture of high vibe energy and cutting edge strategy with a little dash of unfiltered real talk, making this the one and only podcast that gives you a down to earth approach to business and spirituality. Tune in each week out of the stress of overworking so you can build a brand in alignment with your soul's purpose. If there's one thing I've learned the hard way, it's that you have to stop looking outside yourself for the answer and start looking within. We all have a unique path and it's time you start trusting in yourself. The truth is you already have everything you need. You just need to learn how to access it. Now, let's dive in. It's time you experience business and soul alignment. All right, friends, welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I am thrilled, overjoyed, ecstatic to welcome a special guest, Allison Charles. And Allison is somebody who I found friend through a friend through a friend. And when I stumbled upon, I think it was your Instagram first, there was an immediate resonance I'm like, Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's here for big things. She's a real one. She's not one of those. I just found a crystal this weekend. And now I'm a spiritual coach. It was not that it was the opposite of like, Oh, yeah, this is like, this is the real stuff. This is the real deal. And I immediately resonated with your energy. I found your podcast which is one of the top spiritual podcasts. What is your, I mean, you've got a lot of great wins there. Could you share a little bit? Yeah, it's called
1: Ceremony Circle. Um, Yeah, and it does really well all over the globe. And it, you know, features a lot of the uh, most masterful and integrity-filled shamans and healers and spiritual teachers from everywhere.
0: And I love the new intro that you've added as well. It sounds like it's like more robust and like, I feel like I'm walking with you. I love that.
1: Oh, that's so hilarious that you said that. Cause first of all, no one's ever commented. I mean, we really put a lot of intentionality into creating music just for this podcast. Like it's, you know, it's just for this and a lot of back and forth, a lot of prayer on it. And I'm not kidding. Starting, I think the next episode we took, we basically (laughs) took it out just to have it get to the interview faster. Yeah, The irony, that is hilarious that for the first time. Someone's like, I love your intro. And now it's no longer, well, it's partially there. It's just not the full walking experience that you yeah. just commented on. Yeah.
0: Well, I think why I like it is because, and I think what it what lit up for me was like, this is an audio experience. And as if you're listening to a story open, you're setting the tone. And I think it really really connects with that ceremony circle energy of like, let's walk, let's sit, let's be in nature. And it's like, oh yeah, I just, I went for a walk listening to your podcast this week on cacao. And so I was like, oh, I really felt this really beautiful opening as you did that. So it's fine. Either. I'm always
1: open to evolution. So maybe in two episodes, we'll be right back to, you know, what it was. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I always like to just test
0: the water. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, one person's a fan, hey, at the very least. So Allison's here and I have Allison's. And for those of you who are on video, emilyarons.com forward slash YouTube, if you'd like to watch this video, and we'll link it in the podcast show notes. But this is Allison's card deck. It's called the Animal Power Deck. And I will be shuffling and pulling a card and inviting Allison to do a reading. But I also wanted to share, I know I've messaged you on Instagram about this. My kids may have had their own game with your card deck that they've invented. I've actually done it with some of my retreats. And essentially, we're able to connect with your cards and sort of do like this animal versus this animal. And the kids get to kind of feel into the energy of the animal. And what skills would this animal have over this one? Or would they even meet? Is it possible in sort of in this way? So for me, as as a mom of two young boys, this is a great game for them to play together. And it was totally unexpected. They made it up themselves. So Tristan and Graham...
1: Shout out to Tristan and Graham. Thank you for your innovation. Yeah, when you messaged me that, I wanted to know, I was like, what exactly are you all doing? Like, what is the game? Um, that's been one of truly the most beautiful aspects of having Animal Power Book, which is the larger, more comprehensive guidebook. And then the the deck that you have, you know, seeing people's experiences and specifically kids. I, I really had in mind, when everything started to come together the clarity that this would be the book this would be the theme I wanted it to have a very broad demographic. I wanted it to be beautiful so that people will would feel proud to have it in the middle of their homes on their main you know, um, coffee table. But I also wanted it to resonate with kids because as we know, if we can allow them to stay in this divine alignment and stay connected to their gifts, all the better for the whole world. So yeah, seeing um, parents working with the deck with their kids has been maybe my favorite thing of all.
0: Oh, yeah. It definitely resonates with all of us. And we we love watching nature programs together. We love going off on hikes together and exploring wilderness. For my birthday this year, we went to the deep woods in Maine just to find a moose. And we found a moose in the wild and all of us were like Oh my gosh.
1: Did okay. you happen to message me that as well? I might have. Somebody messaged me a few months ago, a whole moose, a live moose experience. And, and what, did I have a baby with it or no? Not this one, no. Oh, somebody else like, yeah, I get animal stories all the time. Of course,
0: of course. So let's see which card we got. Oh, we got ducks.
1: Step into Sacred Union. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's, that's very present well for many things uh my husband luke story before we actually moved to texas we were on a walk we used to live in laurel canyon and uh, los angeles and that's where the download of the name higher power couple came in we were just strolling and i think it landed in me and i said it out loud and we knew we were onto something because both he and i <laughs> if I, anyone listening knows either of us and listens to either of our podcasts you know the treacherous and arduous journey that both of us took individually through specifically romantic relationships to finally arrive to being in sacred union together. And so, yeah, we are just now Starting to reach out to our audience, our email newsletter list and see what people want, because in the spring we want to put on a sacred union higher power couple retreat. So we're trying to see what what people want. And then also very recently, he and I went to a town we've never been to in Texas and. I just literally had one of the most fun days in memory because we walked upon a river and there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gorgeous duck feathers everywhere. And I kind of wish I had it up here in my office. I put it in our bedroom um, because as you just showed, duck represents, um, you know, healthy sacred union. So with the ducks all watching me and with their permission, I gathered probably, I don't know, close to 100 duck feathers and then did a whole ritual with them in my backyard and now have them in our home. And I love to gift feathers. So anyways, that's some of what instantly arose for me when you pulled that card. But let me see if duck wants to come waddling in and (laughs) has a specific message for this group that we're sharing space with today for the listeners one second well the first thing that it did there's always like a an initial messaging and then i can go deeper but it came in and, and was quacking quite a lot and uh you know and i said okay you know what is the message with the quacking what are you wanting me to relay and it's this extra importance i mean of course this is always important but they're stressing right now it's more important than ever to speak your truth in your partnership i think so often that's where some disturbance in the waves of the connection with you and your partner can start is when you stifle your expression when you Mm -hmm. hold back on the truth that's wanting to move through because it can of course be scary when we're in sacred union when we're in romantic partnership and you know there's something very uncomfortable or vulnerable that you want to speak to and you don't know how it's going to be met you're just praying you're in safe space to say it you don't know the reaction the defense is like there's so much that can come with just speaking one thread of truth mm-hmm. but the duck is really coming in right now and saying if there's something that's been weighing heavy on your heart, if even right now as you're listening to what I'm saying, you can kind of feel your throat chakra kind of tightening or getting like a little quivery, there's probably something that's been brewing that needs to move through you and out of you. And and so, you know, you don't have to make it a, a big to-do, But even in a quick one, two minute meditation, you can maybe just tune into what time of day would be best to bring to your partner's attention that there's something that you wanna share. You know maybe you don't need to light a candle and you know make it ceremonial but maybe you do um so maybe just take a couple minutes to tune into a couple of things that would allow you to feel and your partner to feel and just safe held divine space to allow whatever this truth is that needs to be expressed to move through because it's really true when you stifle and suppress your expression. It can cause really severe physical illness and ailments when it's suppressed you know, when something very deep is suppressed or if it's suppressed long term. So it is a big deal. So thank you, Duck, for coming and
0: quacking, quacking in for us. Thank you, Duck. And we have two baby ducklings at the farm right now. Oh, sweetness. They they just hatched. And it's been my dream that we can hatch them, you know, that they naturally hatch them on their own. And we've had ducks for about eight years. And this is the first year that they've ever successfully hatched on their own.
1: Wow, an eight year journey. That's really powerful. Yeah. Uh, So do you name, before we started recording, you were sharing some of the animals
0: you have, are some named or are they all named? Some are named. So the chickens, there's there's a lot of chickens and they don't have names. The ducks don't have names, but we used to have some that had names that were like really remarkable, you know, that they stand out or they have some sort of quality that they're like, okay, that one. So we had like a giant pecan named Tessa and she just was like, duh, 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 duh. like, you know, she would like strut. She had a name, she had an aura and just a personality. All of our goats are named. So we have nine goats. They're all named. And we just had two sets of baby twins. Wow. Yeah. That so that is so
1: remarkable yeah yeah. luke and i don't have all of that but we do have a lot of action here on our land here in texas in fact this morning the reason i you know landed right at the start of our interview and was kind of sweaty and disheveled is because i had been burying a dove in our backyard a pigeon and we've been on this whole dove journey this past week we were tending to one that is unable to fly and like becoming its family and putting a bath out for it and of course food and checking on it and when the gardeners come it's like this whole thing of like this part of our yard (laughs) land is off limits like she can't fly and so we've just been on this whole journey and, um, yeah, just this morning I was doing a bit of a burial ceremony and we we're able to clip. I, of course, got permission from the bird, but we got both of its wings. And so, yeah, I feel like it'll be really happy to know that part of it will continue to live on and be of
0: service. Of course. Absolutely. And this is just such a beautiful you know, start of our episode. And I would love for our listeners to hear a little bit more of what brought you to this place, a little bit of your background and, you know, sharing what brought you to this point where you became a shaman and now a speaker and, you know, really spreading your wings a little bit more to go with that hmm yeah,
1: because you shared with me more of the focal point of your podcast and your audience, I'll try to gear, because there's of course so much to share with how I arrived to this now moment. So I'll try to take the bullet points that are most themed with like the entrepreneurship, because um, that, that is a big through line theme. So yeah, I love to share, the infinite possibility medicine that I really carry when it comes to one's calling and career, because I have lived so many lifetimes this lifetime. (laughs) And uh, I grew up in a tiny little town in the Midwest, a town that had like one stoplight. And I was, you know, I, I was about to say I was bred to be an elite athlete, which felt weird, but it actually is an accurate statement. My father was my coach and put me in my first road race um, before I was even three years old. And wow. I was, you know, eventually became, you know, won a couple of national championships and was an athlete at the University of Alabama. And I did go on to be a division one college coach. And so, So, you know, there was that incredibly hardcore entrenched identity for so long since before my memories even began, I was known as this runner girl, this, you know, so much pressure. And I Mm. really thought that, you know, that that would just probably be what it, always was, you know, as as long as my body could withstand that. But what was intriguing is I I do remember as a younger girl, I I don't know the exact age, but I want to say maybe starting around like six, seven, eight years old, I would get these flash visions of me speaking to camera, holding a mic, but I just equated it to, oh, maybe when my body breaks down, I'll become a sports broadcaster, Mm -hmm. right? Because that would be the natural segue and so i was shown early on that media was in the mix somehow for me and then yeah it was a bit after my body started to break down like basically it got me through my college running career and then it just everything just i yeah had a femoral stress fracture knee surgery yeah things got pretty intense yeah and then the funny thing is i then after completing my time at alabama i moved to florida and my first job out of college was being the uh, the head personal trainer at a gym in downtown orlando and funnily enough it was one of my clients that i was Personal training one day in a session. He said to me, I think he just a light bulb went off I don't think it was a premeditated thing, but he was he looked at me said, you know what you should be my radio show co-host and so people always ask me like, how did you get your start in radio and TV? And I'm like, literally a man walked into a gym, you know, it it really was <laughs> the, the case. And so I did become a radio host in Florida and then I got hired at a um, hip hop station and I was the morning show host there for many years. And that was a super fun job. And then I started to feel a little bit stifled by it being only audio because I'm just a very creative and expressive person. So I then moved to New York City and I became a television producer and a television host for a daytime TV talk show there. But then the other important thing that through a lot of what I've just shared with you career-wise, the other huge thread that was woven in was this very long-term previous, like past romantic relationship. Mm -hmm that started when I was in college at 18 and then ran, you know, the span of about 16 and a half years altogether. And in that past relationship, you know, there was just so much suffrage, denial. Uh, My past partner really suffered from a lot of different addiction issues. I suffered from a lot of lack of self-worth, self-honor, codependency, denial issues, illusionary issues. And so it really, and and I'm very clear here and I had a lot of karmic cleaning up that we were, were doing this lifetime. So it was kind of the perfect storm that led me to when i was in new york city i eventually required a divine intervention from all of my guides one day they came in and my audience gift turned on i heard spirit speaking to me in my right ear and i was given certain instructions and through those instructions the veil of illusion lifted and um, my egoic shell got obliterated and i finally was able to see the truth of me him the relationship so i know i'm packing in a lot but there you know there was a lot that led me to and of course i'm like leaving out a million pieces right, But right i just i think you know especially with the theme of your show just to let people know you know i was like only in athletics i was a division one college coach this personal trainer somehow got shifted into the radio studio then got shifted into the television world and the television studios then i had this unexpected divine intervention spiritual awakening and not long after that day i mean within that month i was shown visions of who i really am what my real calling is you know i was shown right out of the gate me on stage with sacred scents wafting in the air, you know, thousands of people in the audience with rattles and shamanic instruments and, you know, shamanic medicine songs playing. I was shown that vision, I think within the week of my awakening and I was like, hold on. (laughs) So I'm here sobbing in my grandma's guest bedroom, you know, just having my entire existence turned upside down. Facing the darkness of all these addiction issues, you know, grappling with so much. And you're showing me on stage as a medicine woman. So you can imagine to bridge the gap from that moment to actually living out those visions. It was It's been quite a journey.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I, I definitely want to talk about that. You know, it's funny when you were starting to talk about being bred to be a runner and that lifestyle, as you were talking, I could feel like the tightening in my jaw of like the clenching. And it's like this holding in and tightness and rigidity. And who I see you now is so connected and so in her element and so flowing. And I mean, a different person that you used to be
1: yeah thanks for bringing that up a lot of my shamanic evolutions initiations rites of passage just come in naturally organically you know people ask me all the time like when you just shared that story of that initiation like where were were you in the jungle somewhere i'm like no i was in my studio apartment in brooklyn or no i was in my bedroom (laughs) and i bring that up because just two nights ago i think it was yeah not last night but the night before Luke and I were going to bed, and I could tell he had just fallen asleep, and all of a sudden, you know, spirit came to me and just took me through, I think it was about an hour and a half, totally natural, spontaneous, shamanic journey, where I was being taken to and reflected to All of these past scenarios and experiences, many of them that I completely forgotten even happened. And basically what I have come to why that happened is spirit really wanted me to understand how far I've come. And that the darkness and, you know, shadows and just all that I had to rise from the ashes from, it was not just pertaining to that past 16 year dark relationship. There was a multitude, a magnitude, a very dysfunctional, dark life experiences whether it was past work environments past you know living environments but it was really astounding i just for an hour and a half just in such a healthy healing clearing way just cried and wept and wept and wept and just allowed this journey to take place and it just gave me this much broader bigger understanding of how much i've truly trudged through and how far i've come this lifetime because exactly to your point you know in choosing the athletic path and choosing to maintain a relationship with my dad as my coach that came at the cost of suppressing my true spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. my connection with the divine it it came at a very large cost Mm -hmm. and that little runner girl had the weight of the world on me like truly so much pressure to always win i would throw up at the beginning of most races like it was a very pressurized, intense, trauma-inducing at
0: times um, mm-hmm. so, journey. So, yeah, I've come a long way. You definitely have, and thank you for sharing that. That's so kind for you to open up in that way. And I mean, you can definitely, you've definitely painted the picture. We can feel that energy that you were part of. So, thank you for for openly sharing that. Hey, listeners, I had to jump into this podcast episode to tell you about something I've been totally obsessed with, which is everyday dose. It is a beautiful alternative to coffee. And if you're like me, I would start my day with coffee, and little by little, I'd be adding more and more cups, which would then result in a midday crash headaches from withdrawal if I wasn't having coffee and an increased feeling of anxiety. So if these are things that you two are up against, I would definitely recommend checking out Everyday Dose. So I've just become an affiliate because I love it that much. I'm literally obsessed with it because not only does it have real coffee in it, it has lion's mane, chaga mushrooms, L-theanine, and collagen. So the reason why I have switched from my regular coffee to use an everyday dose is because it's helped me to feel like my brain is alert, I'm functioning, but without the crash and the jitters that coffee kind of comes with. It's delicious. It tastes like coffee. So if you're kind of a coffee snob the way that I am, you don't have to lose that love for coffee. It is right there. So one of the things I've noticed is a boost of energy. And we all know to get in your highest alignment, you need that energy. Um, My gut health has been totally improved. I've been actually sleeping better. And it's also a great product because Everyday Dose is GMO-free. It's keto, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free, and it is USDA organic ingredients. So what I would love to invite you to do is try it for a week completely free. So go over to my special link as an affiliate. It's emilyarons.com forward slash start dose that will get you started on your one week trial. You just pay for shipping. So you'll get to experience the awesomeness that is everyday dose at no risk. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash start dose. You'll thank me later. When you had that sort of clear audience moment and light bulbs were going on, all of a sudden the signs and signals were abundantly clear, undeniable, And it turns your whole life upside down and you have this immediate spiritual awakening. How did that feel? Did you question it? Did you're like, what am I? How? What? Some people see those things and they go, no, that's not for me. That was and they deny it. And it takes a long time to kind of come to terms with it. Other people embrace and go, "Okay, this is for me. I'm ready. I know. Was there a part of you that had that knowing and said, yeah, this is for me. Let's let's go for it. How did you?
1: Well, I was that other person you described that just pushed the very loud and clear messages to the (laughs) side and i did that for so many years that's why it required this massive divine intervention Mm -hmm. so you know had i more intently listened to the more preliminary guidance that had (laughs) been trying to come through for years I don't know that I would have gotten pushed into that um, divine intervention situation. But yeah, on that day, you know, I was literally through spirit speaking to me led to his phone. I didn't know his code. I punched in four numbers like automatic spirit writing It opened his phone. So for me, it wasn't just like a whisper of the wind. It was also so literally, graphically, horrifically you know in my face that it was undeniable both on an earthly realm and on a spiritual realm and yeah you know all all of my guides really came ushering in that day so i think And just all of the different realms, it was this massive wave of support that came in that would not allow me Mm. to go back to that cycle of insanity that I had kept swirling in for 16 years. And so I really felt on that particular day, I, I mean, yeah, there was no questioning what was happening and it it was so intense that the next key step for me was just finally surrendering and speaking my willingness of true surrender to great spirit to earth mother and to my own self to my own heart and soul and finally saying okay i clearly need help i clearly need support i'm finally ready to get out of my own way and i will heed your messages and that Oath I have lived in complete devotion to and that is what I attribute, you know, all of my You know, my definition of success has really drastically changed throughout the years And so what I deem success, I owe it all to this path of devotion To living by the instructions of spirit And I owe all my true inner fulfillment and inner peace and happiness to that as well
0: that's beautiful. What would you say your definition of success is today?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, it's like it's it's a lot of different things, but it's right now it's just the simplicity of of life. It's I mean, truly, if someone would ask me, you know what, what's your idea of a good time? Like I literally described it earlier. It would be picking feathers. Off the ground. It would be connecting in an honoring way and burying the the pigeon and the backyard. It would be, you know, snuggling with my silly, sweet, hilarious family, this, you know, almost 17 year old black Persian cat named Jelly Bean, mm-hmm. and the, our silly little doggy laying in the background, of Cookie, and my beautiful husband. It's like little snuggles with my family and, you know, just being more feral and wild and free. You know, I spend most of my days just completely naked in the backyard and just you know, speaking to the wind and just crying in gratitude. And, you know, so all of these examples are what I deem as living a successful life right now. It's not at all the winning the national championship <laughs> awards and, and all of that stuff. It's, tra- it's changed a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. And, you know, it's interesting. I led, I have a small group coaching program that kicks off next week. And we did a pre-call yesterday and I took them through meditation and sort of releasing some of the things that have been blocking them previously and connecting them with their higher self to get these direct messages of who their higher self wants to be each and every day. How does their day begin? And how does it flow? What does it look like? And I like to kind of jokingly say, well, your higher self is giving you a punch list." It's your choice if you'd like to do it or not. And then you can see, well, am I in alignment or am I not? Well, you got 10 items. Did you do all 10 or did you do any of them? So it's as simple as that. And I think something that that's sort of characteristic of myself is I can take these sort of esoteric concepts and make them very grounded, tangible, down to earth. And as each of the different members was sharing, you know, they were saying, I saw myself eating fresh foods fresh fruits and vegetables. I saw myself adding a meditation practice throughout my day, not just once in a while. I saw myself really sitting outside and connecting with nature. I saw myself doing yoga. And it's really interesting when, instead of saying, what is success for you? And most entrepreneurs are taught is to focus on financial gains and growth and scaling. And this is a whole different angle to take where do we want to begin as how do I want to feel and how can you build your life based on how your higher self is leading you to feel?
1: Yeah, how I mean, to me, I can't imagine anything more powerful or successful than living in direct accordance with divinity, right? How can anything possibly be larger, more grand, richer, more robust than you truly living out? the soul encoding and mission that your own soul devised in the ethers and you're actually living in physical fruition on on this earth plane, you know, there's nothing more powerful
0: than that. Absolutely. And I have to say, you know, this is the first summer that I've had with my kids out of school that I have genuinely, truly and deeply enjoyed all of our time together because I have Implemented these practices on such a regular, consistent level that I'm excited to go explore. I'm wanting to show them places that we can find new trails together and be outside and talk to rocks and listen to messages coming from birds. And oh, what's that animal? Let's see what the medicine is that they're sharing with us. And, you know, having these profound conversations that I would have probably had moments of, but it's becoming more ingrained in all of our lifestyle and how we are all together as a unit. And, you know, being with my family, it's like every day I say, when I put my kids to bed, I say, what's your favorite part of today? What was the thing you're most grateful for? And I used to always say, um, well, right now, today, right now, this this moment, nothing better than right now. And now they're saying it. This right now, this is nothing better than right now. But also, and then they have these long lists of things that they're really present for and that they can share back with me. I'm like, oh, this is the best. This is the best. There's nothing better than this. Yeah,
1: that's so, that's so beautiful and inspiring. You um, are able to talk with your boys in that way. And yeah, I was just... You know in our backyard yesterday floating in the pool and i just i think partially because of that you know long shamanic journey i'd just been on and that all those reflection points and bigger picture awareness of how far i've come i just i reflect you know you know so clearly on how i really truly am living my dream life like I, I'm at peace with myself, you know, I'm so clear and who I am, and that I'm a, a really good person and a really powerful, wonderful human, but I'm also a forever, you know, humble student of life as well and I just have this husband who celebrates me and and you know fans my flame and uplifts me, you know, because I know what it feels like to be in relationships where they try to tether you back or or hold you down or suppress your your fire, your light, and he's the complete opposite. And I just it was basically exactly what you were describing. I thought, wow, you know, just being present to the gratitude that I'm truly living my dream life that if nothing more happened, I'm in a state of total wild, wondrous awe. And, you know, but also tuning into, like, if I were able to bring forth, you know, our, our spirit baby and allow that spirit baby to come earthside, that would be a bonus to this ultimate dream life I already have. You know, potentially getting back on camera, I feel so at home in the studio. And I know there's obviously a reason that before I had my awakening, I was a radio and TV host. And of so, allowing a project to come back into earthly existence where I'm I'm hosting in a studio again, that would be a bonus to this already dream life. So I spent my day yesterday doing what you do with your boys. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Hey, listeners, I want to hop into this week's podcast to share something that I've been using for about a year now. And I've just been so in love with it, which is F-L-F-E, Focus Life Force Energy. And what it is, is a service that provides a higher level of consciousness directly to a mobile device or to a property. I personally love it on my phone because I can do a boost before I go live. I can use it when I'm gonna have a tough conversation just to get a higher level of consciousness, as well as EMF mitigation. So it's kind of like taking a bubble of positivity with you. And it's super supportive, not just for your energy, but also for your health, for abundance, as well as relationships. So as a podcast podcast listener, I want to get you to try FLE completely free. Now, this is an amazing opportunity to get a 15-day free trial. You don't have to enter a credit card. That's right. You can try it for free without entering any information. So head on over to emilyarons.com forward slash FLE. L F E. that's Focus Life Force Energy. You can learn all about F-L-F-E and the multiple benefits that it provides. This service is so incredible. I've actually recommended to all of my practitioners to help them to raise their level of consciousness so that the work that they're doing out there in the world is amplified. I know you're here for a reason. I know you're here to help more people and to make a positive impact in the world. F-L-F-E is absolutely a great way to do that. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash FLFE to start your 15-day free trial today. Well, and that brings me to another question I had, because I would say this, I have in the past had a bad habit of being complacent with my gifts. And I've had moments of, I'd be traveling, all of a sudden spirit wakes me up out of a dead sleep and is like, we're going somewhere, this is what's happening. And I And I can't, I'm uncontrollably sobbing because it's, it's shattering every, it's just incredibly, I don't know, have words to it. I can't have words to it. It's just so amazing showing me my path and open up these gifts and here's what's gonna happen. Here's who you are and you've been chosen and we've, ah, all of this that can be so overwhelming. And I've had times in the past where I was complacent and lazy about sitting for myself, making that space for myself. And I could channel and do work and he'll do energy healings for other people, but I wouldn't make the space for myself. And recently I had a session with a woman And she said, you know, it's time to get back to doing this work for yourself, connecting with yourself, doing your own practices, automatic writing and channeling and sitting. And I knew she was right because I had said that about myself for so long. And one of the things that came up in this session I had with her was a connection with my lineage and with my ancestors. And she was sort of channeling And she asked me about my lineage and I said, well, I, this is what I do know, but most of my life I've kind of been in hiding. I really don't even know. And she kind of started this sort of train of like just channeling, talking, and she mentions this phrase around, and I'm going to probably butcher it. I don't have it exactly. It was something around like they veiled you. They had to cover you and cloak you. When she said these words, it wasn't like I felt sadness bubbling up. It was like my face exploded in tears of that truth and that deep resonance like, whoa, this is more than what I thought it was. And so she invited me to start working more with my ancestors and connecting with my my lineage and opening up in that way. And since then, um, and I'm actually I was called to wear my grandmother's bracelet today. Her name was Lainey. And so I work with her all the time. And this was sort of this next opening of like, can we just talk with the ancestors every day and not do like a special Sunday or whatever a day it is? And so I feel like maybe this is more selfish for me to ask this question. Also, I'm sure my audience would benefit from it. Are there some ways that you feel are, how we can connect with our ancestors, weave them into our day, you kind of mentioned like, well, maybe one day with this. And I know for me, one of the things that I've worked on just today is connecting with them and and asking for their assistance and guidance to help open doors and make new connections and create new opportunities that would be in my highest alignment. What are some ways that you do or maybe work with answers? I mean, I don't know if this is like a weird loaded question. I'm not getting it out. Right. It's not. I'm laughing. I'm only laughing because
1: I wore this mud cloth, this Dogon mud cloth, because I just I've, I don't think I've ever worn this for an interview. But when I went in my closet, I'm like, I think I'm supposed to wear that Dogon dress today. And now I'm understanding why. That's why I'm chuckling. Um so i mean yeah a lot was coming to me when you're asking me that but i'll start with honoring the dogon tribe the dogon lineage they are uh, a very 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 ancient lineage out of africa right now they primarily um inhabit west africa but that that lineage works incredibly deep with ancestral ways, ancestral reconnection. And so, I mean, I'll share a few different things, but I would recommend, um, of course, if it's in resonance, to do a little research um, on the Dogon, and I can point Mm -hmm. you right in the direction yeah the website is dogonwisdom.com d-o-g-o-n dogonwisdom.com and yeah so just a few weeks ago a dogon high priest by the name of naba Iratash and mira he and i did a whole ceremonial day together here in austin where people could come we had a very large group in attendance with us and a lot of it you know that we did a lot of different things that day. It was an all-day like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. ceremonial day. But wow. a lot of their rituals and practices are all geared towards lifting up your ancestry. And it's why that's such a vital importance. And, you know, he he is episode, I think hmm maybe 110 107 on my ceremony circle podcast you can mm. get to know him and feel into their ways by hearing that discussion but yeah, I before he and I did our ceremony day, he I was able to just spend time with him, and he was here at our home doing um, an earth energy reading for me, and also one for my friend and and for Luke, and a lot of specific instructions came through for me in that reading from Naba regarding my ancestry, and just the other day, uh, so I got basically like from that reading this homework of of specific rituals prescribed to me from Naba things that I need to do so that my ancestors feel seen, acknowledged, honored, lifted up, lift, lift your ancestry up. And it took me after that reading and receiving that homework on this wild journey of uncovering and excavating more of my understanding of who my, who my people are, because he said to me, there's an auntie on your father's side. I've always wondered, you know, yes, I have an aunt who's a shaman, but she's not my blood aunt. She's my Aunt by marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I've always wondered, you know, are my gifts carried through my bloodline or was it just a specific calling for me? I mean, I've done this work for many lifetimes, but I was like, I've always questioned, like, is it also bloodline related? and um when my grandma bernice passed i i got very clear that i had received some of my gifts from her so i just Mm. kind of thought it was her but then he said no there's an auntie on your dad's side that is who carried the responsibility of these gifts that you now have you need to find her and we need to do a specific ritual just for her and what was wild i'll wrap this story up because it's a bit of a a long one because i'm deep in all of these dogon ways at this time But what was so intriguing is after this discussion, I got a message that a family member on my dad's side that I have not spoken to or heard from in more than 20 years was wanting to get in touch with me. And so then I was able to ask her like do you know of any great or great-great aunties on Grandpa Bob's side? And she was able to point me in this direction, then in that direction, this person had that missing link and key. And so get this, i'm sitting naked in my backyard you know trying to connect these dots because i want to do this calabash bowl offering for this you know mystery ancestor and i know i need nine sugar cubes nine kola nuts nine cowrie shells white rice nine dates and I put them all in this, like it's this very, the Dogon ways are very specific. So I'm like ready to do this whole offering, put it in this grotto. But I'm like, who is this auntie? And a relative on my dad's side, who I finally asked, do you know of any great aunties? She sent me one picture of a gravestone marker. And it said Dorothy and my birth last name on it. And I was like, could it potentially be Dorothy? Is Dorothy the carrier of these shamanic gifts? So I was sitting kind of in prayer and asking Dorothy, I said, today, I want you to emphatically clearly let me know if you are the one. So I sent that prayer up, then I go into my email and I see like, oh, um, on August 1st is the such and such Leo moon." So then I go into my phone to plug in on august 1st to remind myself that that's the day of the supermoon And I saw that I had designated August 1st, whether I knew the name of this ancestor or not, I was designating that day as the ancestor Calabash Bull Offering Day. I'd already marked it on August 1st. And I was like, wait a second. I marked August 1st. That's also the day of the supermoon. Why is August 1st ringing a bell? I go back to the gravestone picture. Dorothy's birthday is August 1st.
0: Yes!
1: Oh! So I was able on Dorothy's birthday, the the carrier of the shamanic gifts on my bloodline, I was able on her birthday to give this offering. What are the chances of that? Oh my gosh. Wow. I share part Ugh. of that huge story to let you know that, yes, when you say yes to this work mm. and you find the pathways, whether it's doing a family constellation workshop, which side note, i highly recommend if you feel called into that work which i do recommend because it's incredibly incredibly deep and powerful but make sure you work with a practitioner who is super pure clean and integrity filled because that work is profound and if you don't have an integrity filled facilitator it can not be pretty so i would recommend going into family constellation workshop Mm -hmm. also going to dogonwisdom.com checking out naba's instagram and and just seeing yeah because he offers you can get an earth energy reading from him Mm -hmm. um i sound like a dogon ambassador but i guess i kind of am at this point
0: hey that's all right
1: so yes those are two recommendations what else with ancestry yeah it's like but creating a small altar is also mm. incredibly powerful because again it's like you know i think so often you know we're, we're trying to like clear our lineage traumas and the the addictions of our ancestors and and yet that work is so obviously incredibly powerful and needed, but we somehow skip out on or forget like the honoring all of all the gifts that our ancestors have bestowed upon us. Like maybe you're an, a painter and it's because, you know, great, great grandpa Joe like used to be in museums and it's like, okay, grandpa Joe, you know, was an alcoholic, but he also, <laughs> you know, you got your painting skills from him. And so hmm. I think just spending time not leaving out and skipping over and forgetting that you know ancestry work is not about only about just clearing the woundings and the traumas it's also about including and up and uplifting our ancestry as well and so one simple way is just creating a small altar space you know maybe putting some photos if you have them maybe writing writing a short letter or a poem you know an ode to your lineage thanking them just speaking speaking aloud lighting a a candle maybe putting some fresh flowers Hours. and uh yeah i feel like there's one other thing one one powerful thing that i did was going to a tree i mean obviously you can make the correlation family tree yeah and really you know designating a tree i left offerings there i, I asked the tree permission first i was like you know because i tuned in and i felt like this one was the one and it affirmed it when i asked and so i just yeah i just went and prayed into the roots of that tree and left Offerings there, and you know, just asked for it to be another beacon of light and communicator to my ancestors, letting them know that they are seen, they are heard, they are acknowledged, they are uplifted. So, I hope those are some good inspiration ways. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, it's interesting when I first sat, sometimes when I do automatic writing, I will type on my computer because it's faster than handwriting things out. And my handwriting sometimes is illegible when I'm channeling. And so I brought my computer and I called in my ancestors who wanted to work with me. And it was like, no, no computer. So I put the computer aside and I pulled up my phone to do a voice memo. And I said, I'll just speak into my phone. I won't need to write anything. And for about 13 minutes, I'm audibly channeling, connecting, talking, receiving information. And this grandmother, like um, maybe even like great, great grandmother energy, she showed up as Bubby, and she's like, if you can imagine, like, this little old lady, but with the energy of, like, a five-year-old. And she's, like, this bubbly, effervescent, playful, and she's like, when you're ready, just put that thing down. I want to play. And took me on this journey, and time-bended and show me these beautiful experiences from past and going through like cenotes and coming up through these special sacred caves and then going to, because we have, my family were early settlers in Tucson, Arizona, and she showed me coming in them and going there and working with indigenous people from the land and working with the land and then coming back and showing me here today, here are some things that I want you to do today. And it was like this like time bending swirly extravaganza. I mean, I felt like I was on a roller coaster, I was flying, I was swimming, I was all over. And I felt like that was that first opening. So I feel like the things that you've shared are just like, oh, there's some more things that there's a lot of more work to do and to open to.
1: I can't think of more powerful opening gateways to getting to know and connecting with and honoring our ancestors than the Dogon
0: traditions and family Mm -hmm. constellation work and yeah, working with trees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And trees have been very, very instrumental for me, especially in the last few years. I remember when, when 2020 was happening and things were kind of swirling, there was this huge pine tree that pulled me in on a walk. And just did wrap your arms around me. And I wrapped my arms around this tree. And the tree just showed me seasons. Bump, 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 bump. And it's like, we're not going to cry when the leaves fall off or when the snow comes. This is just a season. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I just could take a breath and get back into listening again versus like that swirl of energy that was happening.
1: Yeah, I think that's an important point to bring up the just honoring the the cycles of nature and of of divinity because that that was a huge thing for me a quick story which i think could be of service for your listeners so when i was living in new york city for like 14 15 years that's where i had my divine intervention um you know new york city's a vortex it's an incredibly powerful place a lot of people do have their spiritual awakenings there you know so then yeah you know my life changes and i'm walking this completely different path and and let's fast forward a number of years you know i'm out as a shaman out publicly doing this work and at this point you know i'm collaborating with a lot of the biggest brands in the entire globe if i'm just completely honest Um, whether they're fashion brands or hotels or products like you know we would we would work together to put on these like monthly shamanic journey gatherings on hotel rooftops and you know just all of these these ceremonial things and and this was happening a lot you know i was doing a lot of different things i um, giving a lot of different talks very very out very active with this work it was it was in high demand and i've been doing this working on the path for a very long time so you know i was really at the forefront you know kind of carving the path for you know now you know this work is is a lot of places but back when I'm talking about like Mm -hmm. no one was doing this um, and I was doing it a lot. And one day I got this message from spirit that I was supposed to cease all events and all talks. And I thought, well, uh, okay, you know, I live in devotion to your instructions, but at the same time, I'm also a single woman living on my own and arguably the most expensive city in the entire world. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to completely just squash all events and talks, which is where I was able to make a living, and so I said, okay, you know, I will do this, but then I need you to show me the way on how I'm supposed to survive. And so I stopped and turned down. And of course, you know, the way spirit works, it can be quite funny. It will give you an instruction, and then it'll dangle the sh- Like the sexiest offer. Oh my God, I got, the, I got the most incredible, you know, talk offers coming in, you know, travel you here, do this, you know, brand partnership deals coming in. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But I knew what I had to do. So I said no to all of them, completely cleared. So long story short, I honored the divine instructions (laughs) and for years, and here's the other thing, when you're you're living in accordance with the divine, you also don't get given timelines really much. And so I didn't know how long they meant. Like, how long are we talking is the no events, no public ceremonies and no talks. Is that like three months? It ended up being two and three quarters years, almost three full years. So imagine, you know, I I was really just organically like my name was getting out there, all this organic press. And then I'm just supposed to like stop it all and squash it all. And and I did do that for, like I said, almost three years. And what was intriguing is in the midst of that very deep shamanic cave period, is what I call it, of just focusing deeper than ever on my own shadow work and doing the deepest healing work of my life, the idea that they gave me in order to survive was with my background, I studied telecommunications, PR, got my degree in advertising, and I was able to launch. um, I don't do it anymore, but I called it shamanic PR. And so while I was not out there, I was able to use my other skill sets to get other healers and shamans out there and to teach them, you know, how to get book deals, how to give talks, how to how I could share my press connections. And so I was able to focus on the shadow work and the healing work that I needed to do to get even stronger embodiment and anchor in more deeply so that I could send when I was finally out of this cave period. And then I was able to support others and getting their light out more. So I share that because like, you know, honoring, honoring the cycles of the divine, honoring the cycles of nature, you know, and I've lived in accordance with that and you know ever since my book and deck came out a year and a half ago like i've been very very quiet i have like i said just been sitting naked in the backyard Mm -hmm. and just waiting you know i i was called to do the ceremonial the dogon ceremony circle event with naba and i devoted to putting in a lot of work and effort to to putting that on so i said yes to that but there's gonna be phases and chapters where like you said earlier in the talk like sometimes the visions and the instructions and the guidance just ping 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 and when i was in new york city like that's how it was operating just like just so clear just on the go moving and grooving moving and grooving and then boom one day i'm told to stop and then for three years it's inward cave zone and then then i come out and then right after that, I, the, the publishers were knocking on the door and I was working on, you know, getting the book deal finalized. And then I went into another different chapter where for, you know, a long time I was at a desk. Quiet writing the book in the deck. And then when that comes out, you're out again. Right. And then, I'm, then I'm healing from that. And so, you know, because I've been on this path for well over a decade at this point, it's like I'm able now. To share you know that when it happens like this it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or anything's off or you're right on time you're right on track you're exactly where you need to be it's just we are divine feminine and masculine there's going to be times where you need to rest nourish and those sacred rest times i have to say do not let them fool you those are actually the times where I know the most is happening within me and the most power, the truest divine power is actually being garnered inside of me so that when you are instructed and called to be more out again, you are in deeper integrity and deeper embodiment of what you are trying to teach than ever before.
0: Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And I I would love to sort of close this because I think it's been brought to this beautiful place of following cycles and listening and tuning in. I know a lot of my listeners have a bit of a struggle between, do I follow these guidance and this calling? Do I get a plan B? Like, what is the plan B? And when you said like, okay, we got to shut her down, you were like, and then now what do I do with my what? And so I think it's very personal for everybody. Every individual is different of, you know, which path they go and how do they, how are they going to be able to survive? And I really believe part of my work here is to shatter and to transform some of these broke healer paradigms that have been really ingrained for so long and keeping amazing healers in hiding and keeping them shunned from their tribes and from being visible and from doing the work they're here to do. So for the people, I don't know if there's any piece of advice or wisdom that you would like to share
1: well i mean so much this right here could have been our entire podcast to be <laughs> honest like i i mean this this i i can speak to for hours on end because yeah a lot and I, let me preface by saying these examples that i'm about to give it does not mean that they're guaranteed to happen to you or anything. It's just I'm only speaking from my personal earthwalk and aligning with my true soul's calling and mission. But a lot, there's a lot that can happen when you finally allow yourself to get into true divine alignment with your true divine light true divine power true connection to the divine like when you are in those most pristine clear powerful places there's a lot infinitely a lot that can come with that so just know that there is a chance that and again i've noticed it so much in my work i am a bright light i'm a i'm a big divine force i'm just i was just designed that way i've accepted it and along with that territory comes my light shines a big old light on people's shadows and triggers and it shines a huge ass light Mm -hmm. on what is no longer working inside of people and when you are a medicine person a medicine man a medicine woman and you are in embodiment of your true divine power and light it can create a reaction in people and depending upon where they're at and knowing themselves how deep they are on the path they may not recognize at all that this wave that's welling up inside of them simply by being in your presence um, is a medicine wave and that this projection this anger this burst of anger that they feel toward you is actually something that they need to you know examine themselves and go on their own journey with that and that it actually has nothing to do with you that it's their own work but it's like unless someone is self-honest enough self-aware enough conscious enough deep enough on the path they're not going to be able to identify those pieces and so i just i'm not saying this to make anybody scared i'm saying this to empower you i'm saying this to let you know that when you are a bright light of shining ancient divine truths and ancient wisdom, there is going to oftentimes be reactions. And that is when those things happen, it is not a sign that you're supposed to stop. It's a sign that you're on the right path, Mm -hmm. that you have to keep holding your truth. And then there was another thing. Oh, what was the other thing? Oh, there's also potential for very humbling moments. I mean, Mm -hmm. they will still, you know, for sure come in um, from time to time for me. But I remember, especially on the more beginning, To beginning to middle phases for me when I was in that place where the TV show that I was hosting went under just I literally in the snap of a finger got a call that we were on temporary hiatus and anyone that works in the media and entertainment industry knows that's not a good sign that's (laughs) usually code for the show's done. Mm -hmm. And so again, living in New York City, not knowing what to do. And my friend owned a juice company and, and she knew what had happened with the show. And she said, Allison, I don't know if you're interested at all, but I'm going to open my first brick and mortar for the juice brand. Do you want to like manage the juice store? And I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. But I when I prayed on it, I knew this was a rite of passage for me and did it bruise my ego to go from being this like TV host that people might recognize to sitting, literally sitting in this tiny little juice store ringing up. I was the manager, but I was don't get it twisted. I was the cashier (laughs) girl, (laughs) you know, I was holding, handing people's green juices to them Mm -hmm. and occasionally people would recognize me and I, I did that job, gosh, I can't remember exactly times. A bit illusory, but I mean, I don't know, maybe for almost two years. So every, day it was humble pie medicine for me to trek into this juice store and sit there on this stool and i want to say i was doing that to make ends meet while living in new york city while also cultivating the shamanic path i was doing occasional shamanic healing events with um, metaphysical bookstores and so that was all like the the craft was Refining and sharpening while I was sitting on this stool wringing up people's green juices. So it's mm-hmm. like You know, that's that's my story that yeah, there was some really ego obliterating humble pie Moments in the journey, but and again, this doesn't hold true for everyone But I think for me it was really good medicine and I knew I was supposed to do that and I knew it was good for me and I think spirit wanted to see that like i knew that my worth and value was not changing shifting morphing or diminishing by me saying yes to managing that juice shop i knew there was a bigger picture and i i want to be able to be i honor my human self just as much as my shaman Mm. self my shaman is not grander than the human me and Mm. i think that's why those who see the trueness and the purity of me really respect and gravitate to me, it's because I'm a very down to earth, real shaman. Like Mm. I'm not trying to present as holier than thou or better than thou. I know how to embrace and honor and hold it all. So hopefully there was something supportive in that. But yeah, I mean spirit wants to see your vulnerability your willingness because a lot of the instructions that come in will not make logical sense and if you're trying to pivot out of a very previous logical brained previous pathway of career or just ways of thinking and you're trying to open yourself up into the voided great mystery of life there's gonna be most likely some initiations and rites of passage along the way that are gonna be and and feel very challenging for you to trust spirits' messages and trust your own self that you can hold it all. (laughs)
0: I think that's great advice. And I think there's two that I think that that humble pie piece is really important, you know, because I know some people are focusing on what I think of like vanity metrics and like, you know, who's who and this kind of inflated ego start of their business. And like to take a job as a juice person is like, well... (laughs) Now you recognize me. Great. And having those days like, so spirit, did you have any day now when I'm ready, when you're ready, I'm ready. Like, did you feel any of that impatience or like, I know I'm doing the right thing, but like also how long did you get any of that? Yeah, I mean, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was hilarious. What, what, One time when I was um, the cover story for Marie Claire magazine, the editor had to come do her interview for me at the freaking juice shop. I mean, like this is this is real. I mean, I was literally in this multi page spread of Marie Claire and the cover. It was on the cover. It said, can a shaman fix your life or something? And that interview happened in in the juice shop. And and one of the other instructions was I was told my friend ran a vegan expo and it was called The Seed. And I was told that I was supposed to have a table there. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not a foodie, not a chef. Like I'm a (laughs) shaman. I called my friend. I said, Spirit said, I'm supposed to have a table there. He's like, you got it. Whatever you need to do. So I made this little sign that said like next level living with Alice and Charles. And I had some crystals and some of my shamanic tools. I was doing like mini aura readings and mini chakra clearings for like $30 or something. I literally had a table at a vegan expo. And again, like was that humbling yes did i understand why no but i can tell you and it's too big of a story to tell you now but like having that one of those entry points of the true me coming out publicly as a shaman at the expo called The Seed. That full circle moment just revealed itself actually at the Dogon Ceremony Circle event in the last few weeks. I have been getting a message from Spirit for almost a year. It was like origin seed, origin seed, original seed, original seed. When I had Naba on my podcast, all of a sudden he said something about origin seed. And I was like, wait, wait, what did you just say? And long story short, Short, I saw that the reason he and I were supposed to do that gathering together was because he and I, and another friend of mine, Peyton, thousands of years ago, we were together in another lifetime and we planted the seed. We sent up the prayer for us to come back together in this lifetime and help other people reconnect with the origin seed inside of them, humanity's original seed of shamanic ways, shamanic truths. And so only only in the last few weeks did it make sense and did I understand why my shamanic path started at a place called The Seed. So it took me more than a decade to understand why I had to set up a shamanic table at a vegan expo. Oh so I don't know. I, I I there's a that. lot of medicine and storytelling. So maybe that that's food for thought in some some way.
0: Absolutely. And it's very validating. And you know, sometimes when we're in it, we don't have that hindsight benefit. Only trusting that this is happening for a reason. I know there's got to be, I don't know what it is and I don't have to know right now. One day it's going to be very clear.
1: (laughs) The only thing you have is the trust.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, Allison, it's been such a pleasure, such a joy to have you here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I would love to be able to share more of you with my community. Um, I know you've shared that you have your free shamanic journey with purchase of the card deck and your book. Would you like to share a little bit more about what the journey is that we can- Yeah,
1: share? yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so yeah, if you go to my website, allisoncharles.com at the top of the page, there's a tab that you can hit that I think it says- animal power book and when you go to that page yes you will get emailed to you a free video guided shamanic journey that I facilitate with my drum I take you into another realm and we call forward the power animal that in that present time most has a message for you that most wants to support you for some reason with where you're at right now and then of course once you go on that journey um, and you talk to that animal and get to know it then you can obviously consult the animal power book or for further understanding or messaging as to why that animal is showing up for you. So yeah, just go to A-L-Y-S-O-N, allisoncharles.com to get that free journey. Um, and then yeah, Ceremony Circle, my podcast. I think that's the way that people get to know us the best, right, it's not through a, a little static picture on Instagram, like it's through hearing and feeling us and have, hearing a conversation. So I recommend Ceremony Circle.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being here, and I'll make sure to link all the things on the show notes, the Dog on Wisdom website as well. Um, and if there's anything else later, we'll definitely catch up to get all of those. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a joy.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun.